listeners. Welcome to the Dream Stream. I am your co-host, Yiska Cook, and I am here um, to interview a friend today, and we're going to hear about the motif, the archetypes, a conversation uh, with my friend Lee Sorge about the Lord of the Rings trilogy. So that's coming right up. But first, I wanted to do a little continuity from the last pod. That's what we like to do in dream work. That's a big part of what one of my teachers, Dr. Stephen Larson, would teach us. We would start every dream group with continuity from the last. And so this seems to be how Carla and I are doing this podcast. And yes, my co-host, Dr. Carla Mazio, is on a hiatus from the pod, but I'm trying to lure her back. (laughs) So she will come home to the pod soon. Okay. So the first thing that I want to say is about that. So uh, I think it was episode four and Carla said she wasn't going to come back until I'm more able-bodied, which I'm trying. You know, that's kind of unfair, I think. Uh, but I'm trying. But then I was I was listening to a friend's music and I heard this wonderful quote. It is the mind that makes the body. Truth is powerful when it prevails. That's Sojourner Truth. And this is, you know, I'm I live in New Paltz, New York. So Sojourner Truth is a, a big heroic icon for me. So, um, okay, now my follow-up on the dream that I explored last pod. It was Lewis's dream. And uh, the part where he walks into the classroom and he his students are actually adults and they're not teenagers. And it's they who help him extend his arm. So I was thinking also the expression, extend a hand. And uh, so I ran into a student of Lewis's um, at a friend's house or at a, at a get-together the other night. And she, we were, we were um, thinking about who could help him to market. He's, he has created a wonderful educational music organization uh, called Musical Media for Education. So if you want to check it out, www.mm-ed.com. And um, so I ran into a student of his from, you know, so many years ago, 20 years ago, who, um, who now is an adult. And she has some ideas of ways to help him market this awesome product. And as I had mentioned in the last pod, he's no longer teaching. So this is... This is why he's like waiting. He's like, you know, a car warming up. He's just waiting to be able to extend his arm. So she is going to help. And I think that's pretty great. Okay. And then the other thing from Lewis's dream is I had projected in my projected dream work of the dream that the debate partner that's going to be his co-teacher and then later his bandmate are morphed together 
and they are the same person. And I had mentioned it's hard to do dream work when the dreamer isn't here to answer my questions. But he he didn't really think that was the case. So he just felt they were both teachers. So he had no aha. So uh, Dr. Mazio and I have spoken about how important an aha is in dream work when you get that feeling like, yes. So he did not. <laughs> he did not get that feeling. So I suppose that was not the case. But uh, one of my dream teachers, again, Dr. Stephen Larson, says that a special friendship will emerge between dream worker and dreamer when the dream worker says something that rings very true to the dreamer. That And again, that was not the case this time around. Okay, uh, so that is all. So I would like to introduce you listeners to my friend, Lee Sorge, who is an awesome artist and a phenomenal singer and a writer, probably first first of all, he's a writer. So um, he's also very into the Lord of the Rings trilogy. And so I want to explore uh, the, the motifs, the archetypes, the characters and uh, and see how they're how they fit in to Carl Jung's archetypes that often we explore in our dream lives. So welcome, Lee. Hello. Hi. It's great to finally be doing this with you. Yeah, I'm very excited. Okay. So I I want to be more facing you. So oh, forgive please. me if there's a little sound. Oh, it's perfect timing because now uh, it's the beep time. The beep. So. <laughs> yeah, my my chair stair is beeping. So we don't we we're going to change the batteries. We're in the diagnosing stage. Yes. Okay. So Lee, I'm going to just listen to you for a little while until you spark the questions that I want to ask you. So can you please give us an overview? An overview of the Lord of the Rings? Yes. Okay. Uh, All right. And maybe even start by telling us what it means to you. Uh, So I started reading Lord of the Rings uh, in probably third or fourth grade. Uh, My mother read them to me and then I eventually went on to read them myself. Um, And, you know, I was a Harry Potter kid. uh, And then as I got older, I became a Lord of the Rings kid. And Uh, if I might just say you were a Harry Potter kid, like my older son was a Harry Potter kid. This was at the time when J.K. Rowling was first releasing yeah, the books. Yeah. So you guys we, lived My family through. and I went to the release parties for the last three three Harry Potter books. So it's just awesome. Yes, I spoiled the end of, um, of Half-Blood Prince for my parents. Oh, I, I was, I was, yeah. I believe, eleven years old, and I. Went Do they forgive the you? And I Do they forgive to the you now? And I went. Snape kills Dumbledore. Ah! <laughs> no one was happy that night. No, no. <laughs> no. Okay, I'm sorry to interrupt. Please oh, go on. Right. Uh, Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yes. um, uh, yeah. So, so you know, and I and I started reading Lord of the Rings, and I think what what initially really draws you in to it as a as a series of books is it's thematic. You know, it's. It's it is archetypal, as you said, in the sense that it sort of sets the standard for how 
high fantasy fan fiction or not fan fiction, not fiction. Fan fiction, just yeah. fiction. This will be what I'm the, writing the fan. This fiction. will be the fan fiction. This will be what the fan. <laughs> this fiction. conversation will be the fan fiction. Exactly. Uh, so, <laughs> but, but, but Lord of the Rings, the original trilogy that Jake, the J.R.R. Tolkien wrote, you know, it, it's an enormous book. It's this horrifically large tome of a book because it's yeah. not three books. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah. one. It's the Lord of the Rings. Yes. Uh, and it's eventually split into three books later on. But when oh, he first read it, that's interesting. It yeah. wasn't originally a trilogy. It was not originally a trilogy. Okay, it was I did one enormous book. Uh, and then the people, the publishers were essentially like, you know, Tolkien, <laughs> this is a great idea. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But uh, what if we pared it down a little bit? Because <laughs> uh, not even that. I mean, that's. I actually also. I'm sorry. I'm interrupting. No, this is what what you this brought me here the, for. Is to talk about Lord of the Rings. This is the conversation. When I so I read uh, the trilogy or whatever. Maybe it was just in one book. I can't remember. But I was driving across country with my good friend Evan, and we would stop and camp out and uh, and read and read at at the campfires. You know, we would read to each other aloud. And that was a magical time for me. That's a perfect way to, to read Lord of the Rings, I think. Yeah. And on that, on that journey, we also saw our first, my first, River Otter. Wow. And a mother and her baby. And she was cleaning it like a kitty. Oh, that's adorable. And I just thought that was, so that was my special. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Adventure. So, okay. Um, yeah. Uh, and, and so, you know, Tolkien releases Lord of the Rings, the, you know, Fellowship of the Ring, The Two Towers, and Return of the King. Uh, the Hobbit, you know, that was it, its own. The Hobbit is 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 something that he makes, and then he makes Lord of the Rings after yes. as a continuation of yes. that universe. Yes. Um, and uh, I will not be speaking too clearly about The Hobbit because I haven't spent as much time on it as okay. I have on Lord of the Rings. Right. We don't have to even. Uh, yeah. But uh, but he releases Lord of the Rings, and you know it it marks like a shift in how high fantasy fiction is written. Okay. You know, I mean, high fantasy meaning, you know, pertaining to fantasy that exists in a in a non-technological realm, right? Okay. So, so the fa- fantasy that is like horses, castles, et cetera, et cetera. Yes. The places Lord yes. of the Rings take, takes yes. place. So um, if I might, again, interject, yeah. I'm hoping at the, you know, as this uh, conversation is moving on, you could also share about your work with an organization called Wayfinder. I have worked for Wayfinder for many years. So I would love for you to talk about that. Not yet. Yeah. I want to talk High about Tolkien. High fantasy Tuggan. will, will exactly. eventually come up again exactly. with, with my explanation of what awesome. Wayfinder is. But, awesome. you know, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, and so, you know, everyone knows Lord of the Rings, but as a brief, you know, Lord of the Rings is the, the quest of, you know, uh, nine unique individuals in the realm of Middle Earth to uh, destroy the One Ring, which is the source of all the evil in the world. You know, baseline. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Without getting into any So details. there's nine. There are nine. There uh, are nine. There are nine. Nine of the fellowships set out from Rivendell. Uh, Gandalf the Grey, Boromir of Gondor, uh, Aragorn of the Dúnedain, Legolas, Greenleaf, Gimli, son of Gloin, uh, Merry, Pippin, Frodo, and Sam. Okay. Nine. Now, I'm sure, well, I'm not sure. I imagine <laughs> somebody wrote fan fiction. Oh, about, like, so many. But about like the, um, the different 
archetypes each of these characters represent. Yeah, I mean, there have probably been, like, dissertations about it. Okay. I haven't read any of them. Okay. But I do have thoughts. Okay, <laughs> you know, okay. Uh, awesome. Gandalf very much represents, uh, you know, as, as the character that he is both in the books and in the movie, uh, you know, he represents the sort of, like, grandfather godlike figure in, in the Lord of the Rings universe. You know, uh, he comes from a... Uh, a, he's not a human being with wizard powers. Uh, okay. Gandalf Mithrandir comes from a long, like a line of basically beings that are akin to what we would call angels. Oh. Um, I don't remember what the name of them is now because I'm a okay. bad fan. But, uh-huh. uh, they, they're, they, they're, they're basically what we would call an angel. We'll have to um, look that up and uh, do it in the follow-up. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll fact check me on that yeah. later, internet. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> But you know, um, so so Gandalf exists as that sort of like wow. all, the 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 being of of power that they can cr- that they can turn to in their greatest time of need. No, know? that's and un- that's that's also like uh, exemplified in like he disappears for a huge yeah. chunk of the book. Yeah, you know? I mean he's gone. He's gone from the beginning of Fellowship to like most of the way through Two Towers, and and yeah. for Frodo and Sam, he's gone from the beginning of Fellowship till the very end. It's really really hard when we find ourselves. On our own, yeah, exactly. Our With, own without decisions. our parental angelic, uh, yeah, you know, oh yeah, Gandalf the Grey watching over us. Yeah, um, but he does come back and he does play like an instrumental role in what happens, as opposed to Aragorn. Who I, I love him. I don't remember Aragorn. Any, any of his, he was my guy. Aragorn. If if I could he marry a fictional character, guy. it would be Aragorn, marry, son of Arathorn. If I could marry the a throne fictional of character, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know. I mean, yeah. he is just a beautiful, Aragorn, wonderful man. Yeah. Um, but the important he, thing about Aragorn is, is this is actually angel. a term that we use in Wayfinder. Okay. Uh, so, so it, it, you know, it, Wayfinder, bare bones. Wayfinder is a live action role playing camp uh, where children come to the camp that I work at, and we create a fantasy setting for them to play a character in, and then it's basically like Dungeons and Dragons, except they act out everything that they're LARPing. doing. Larping. It's real for them. Live action role playing. They're larpers. It, it's in the name. Um, and so in live action role playing, we have a role that one of the adults generally plays called a PC leader, a player character leader. And so that person is in charge of making sure that the children are herded to the correct, you know, event that they're supposed to be taking part in. Okay. Right. Um, And the key thing about being a PC leader is that you don't do anything. You assist the children in accomplishing goals on their own, but you don't accomplish those goals by yourself. Okay. And Aragorn is very much the PC leader of the fellowship in the sense that much of what happens happens as a direct result of Aragorn's actions, but it's not about him. He's a supporting character for the hobbits and for Legolas and for Gimli. He is, he is setting the supports for what they can do okay. as characters. Okay. Yeah. Legolas and Gimli, who are they? Legolas and Gimli, Legolas Green- Greenleaf is an elf of the Mirkwood. He is the son of Thorundil, uh, Lord of the Mirkwood. Gimli, son of Gloin, is an orc of the... He's an orc. Or not an orc, a dwarf. What am I talking oh, about? Oh, okay. I'm forget- I'm getting Dungeons and Dragons and Lord of the Rings. Because uh, in Dungeons and Dragons, like an high, orc is not just an you, ugly monster. You like high fantasy. <laughs> I like. I love my high fantasy. Uh, <laughs> um, Gimli. Gimli is a, a, a dwarf of Durin, uh, which okay. is the mountain that oh. the Hobbit takes place around. Okay. Uh, the the lonely mountain. Of Erebor. The lonely mountain. The lonely mountain, yes. Oh. And it's lonely because all the dwarves got chased out or killed by, by, by orcs. By orcs, orcs, and, orcs and the dragon. 
And the dragon. There's a dragon. Cool. Yeah. Uh, and Smeagol. So Smeagol's part of the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, he's, no, he's. But he also appears in the Hobbit. What, what is he? He's Smeagol. He's another he's, name. He's a, uh, he's a Hobbit type creature. He's, 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 he's most closely related, his species Bilbo. to a Hobbit. Yeah. Bilbo's a Hobbit. Frodo's I a don't, Hobbit. I don't Sam's know. Hobbit, I never, I never thought that it was, that he had a species. I thought that he just became so corrupt. Yeah, no, no, exactly. So before oh. he became corrupt. Yeah. Smeagol and his friend Deagle were both Hobbit oh. adjacent creatures. And then the way that Smeagol acquires the ring is Deagle falls into the river and finds it. And Smeagol is immediately taken by the power of the ring and murders Deagle and takes it for himself. And that's when he begins his slow descent into becoming Gollum oh. uh, in the cave. Wow. Yeah. Okay. It's a rich tapestry, Jess. I got to tell it? you, like, it's, it? it's an amazingly complex story, The Lord of the Rings. And that's one of the things that I love about it is like, is like we talk, we're talking about this for like 45 minutes an hour. We could talk about this forever because Have there's so much to talk about. No, well, but well, we're gonna. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, like, let's keep going. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So now, uh, tell me more. Tell Tell you more? Yes. Okay. Uh, so as as uh, Gandalf represents the god type character, uh, Aragorn represents the PC leader or like the father character, yes. right? Um, Boromir, right, is the face to Aragorn's. Who? Being. What? What is he? Uh, Boromir. What's the word for for a um, a character that is a uh, the the, the protagonist com- complementary opposite to the protagonist? Oh, the antihero. Well, he is that kind of, but not really. Okay, I'll, it'll come to me. But the okay. point being, face is a is a term from wrestling. Okay, uh, or no, no, heel is a term from wrestling. Okay, uh, it's this is all garbage. I'm gonna start over. Okay. Blah, <laughs> blah. Um, <laughs> you can cut it. Uh, Boromir. Boromir. Boromir okay. is uh, the son of Denethor, who is the steward of Gondor. So there has not been a king of Gondor since Isildur passed. Having having succumbed to the power of the ring, he was that he was then killed by the you know the ring influenced events thus that he would die so that it could get away from him and find someone weaker. Um, oh, the ring has that. Kind the ring of has crazy power. Evil the ring power. Is like evil as hell. Oh, evil as fuck. Oh, yeah, it's okay. Bad. It's bad news. Evil AF. Evil AF. Exclamation point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. And so, uh, since Isildur, there has been no king of Gondor. Uh, and there has been a line of stewards. Sildur? Isildur. Isildur? I-S-I-L-D-U-R. Isildur. Isildur. Yeah. And um, and Aragorn is a son of his line. Uh, Aragorn is, is oh. descended from Isildur. Oh, from the king. From the, from the old king. He's the king. He's the last heir. And because he's not being king, <laughs> yes, Boromir's father Denethor is king, or is not king, is is the the um, uh, chancellor or whatever uh, the the steward, the steward, Gondor. the steward. Um, and he's acting king, and he's bad at it. <laughs> is he a bad <laughs> and dude? He, he, I mean, he's he's a misled. He's a compli- Every character in Lord of the Rings is complicated. Denethor is a very misled man with very broken ideals and broken, you know. Um, broken ways of dealing with them. Yeah, okay. <laughs> broken opinions. Yes, but okay. uh, but I don't think man. that there are good and bad people. I think that okay. there are just people. Well, these are just people are people. Isn't this life? 
Exactly. Okay. Um, and so I, I don't know if Denethor's a bad person. He does bad things. I'll, okay. I'll leave it at that. He's a confused. <laughs> He's a confused. And one of the things that he does is he sends Boromir, who is his eldest son, to the Council of Elrond to decide on to help to to, to be to man's be face on the at the at the the Council of what should be done with the ring now that man's now that is in the face. possession of because this is like many characters. Yeah. Because okay. there are many different races, and other than Aragorn, the only man to show up, the, or human, human, yeah. to show up is Boromir. Okay. Theoden doesn't send anybody because who knows why. Okay. Well, because he's Where, under, Where's Aragorn? He's mind-controlled. Is Aragorn his brother? Is that what you're saying? No, Aragorn is the son of, of Isildur, or the, the, the yeah, descendant yeah, yeah, of Isildur yeah. who was uh-huh. king. Uh-huh. Denethor is the, is the, Boromir is the son of Denethor. Okay. Who is the steward, which is the uh, person who fills in when there's no one, there's no so heir like, to take on the throne. He's like the uh, he's like the buddy king. Of the king. He's, he's the like king. The left hand by man. Default. The right hand man. He's like he's like when the when the president dies. If we just if if the president dies, the vice president becomes he's king, Pence. becomes president. He's Pence. he's Pence. Okay, and he's like Pence. Really? Oh yeah. But he's that, like I guess Pence better. is a confused individual in my opinion yes so okay wow this is awesome so now uh let's who's there's not there a woman there's a woman there are two women okay a huge number for this highly feminist piece of uh, talk about that please uh uh so the, the two women that exist in lord of the rings are the two most prominent women who exists in Lord of the Rings? Yes, are <coughs> Arwen and Domnie, who is the son of Elrond, who is who oh, is the, he's the, the elf. Yes, yes, he's, oh, he's in the I, I loved those. Right, so Legolas is a wood elf, and Arwen and, oh. and, and um, Elrond are high elves. Okay, um, and uh, isn't she the partner of yes, well, Aragorn? Yes, so the, this is where it gets complicated. Okay, be. <laughs> I know. It's, sorry about that. Beep. That's the staircase. Uh, um, where it gets complicated is this. So uh, Arwen and, and Aragorn have known each other since they were very young. Okay. Well, since Aragorn was very young. Aragorn, oh. Aragorn's in his 80s. Aragorn's 87. Okay. He's a Dunedain. Aragorn's uh, 87? Yes. He's a, he's of the Dunedain, which is a, a, a race of people who live, men who live much longer than the average man. They're yes. blessed or something. Okay. <laughs> Uh, and Arwen's a full-on elf. Uh, Arwen's a for-real elf. So yeah. she, you know... She's 700 years old or yeah. something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and they, they, they are together. They are, okay. they, are, they are an item. And then just before they, the Fellowship leaves Rivendell, Aragorn tells Arwen that they cannot be together. Because oh. if they are, Arwen will have to, to, to watch him die. Oh, um, oh. Why, why is that? Because he's going to die? Because he's a human. And he will die. Oh, because he's eighty. Whether well, he's eighty-seven, which is like his thirty. Okay. But you know, he's st- still only going to live for a fraction of her lifetime. Why doesn't he think she can handle it? Well, because her dad doesn't think she can handle it, and he, really? like, he like talks to him about it, and is like, "This oh. is not going to work. You can't." Oh. Yeah, it's a whole thing. I have more faith in the high elves than that. Well, part of it is also that if Arwen chooses to be with him. She can also choose to become human to be with him. Uh, but then she'll be a human. And then she'll die. And all her thousands of years of life will, have been, will be wasted. Well, I don't know about that, that. She could have lived. Well, that's what Elrond thinks, right? Okay. <laughs> uh, and, and so Aragorn leaves and they are broken up. Okay. Uh, 
And then eventually in book two. Isn't that just like a guy? Yeah. Well, they get back together at the end. Um, <laughs> they get married. Um, but while in, you know, Rohan in the two towers. Rohan, right. Rohan, the, the home of the horse lords in the two home towers. Of the horse lords. Uh, Aragorn meets Eowyn, uh, who is Theoden's niece and sister of Aemer. Um, and they click very well and they don't get together but Eowyn is the other prominent well, female the other character prominent in the Lord of the Rings and she is she is the the purveyor of the classic Lord of the Rings line I am you, no man can kill me I am no man um, oh the, the witch king she's fighting the witch king wait a minute and, this is the classic this is like the the line this is Lord the line Rings. say it again is, is Eowyn is on the fields of Minas Tirith she has ridden in with with the the horse lords you know, the, yes. with the Rohirrim pretending to be a man oh, uh, so that she doesn't get caught so that she can fight alongside her brother and her uncle and, mm. and her, her her people. And she is facing down single-handedly against the witch, the, the witch king of Angmar, who is the most powerful of the Nazgul. And he says to her, no man can kill me. And she rips off her helmet and responds, I am no man and stabs him ah! in the face. And it's so good. Uh, <laughs> wow! Stabs him right in the face. Wow! Yeah, it's a fantastic. Uh, so that's Eowyn. She's badass. Yeah, she's a badass. Yeah, oh, Orwin right. is also a badass. Okay, good. Uh, good. Everyone in this movie is a badass, okay. except uh, Denethor. Ah! Uh, <laughs> but he's dead. Grima, but whatever. <laughs> so, um, okay. So all of these things are just incredible. So, what is the the um story? What is the motif of of this so there's this evil ring somebody has it it's corrupted him so frodo who is a hobbit of the shire uh-huh. uh and his three friends sam pippin and mary set out from their home to bring the ring to rivendell where it will be safe uh what because, will they do with it well because, because because smeagol has been tortured god right. has been tortured and has, has given up that the ring is with a frodo or were the Baggins, who, who he's speaking of, Bilbo, Bilbo who, having moved on to live in Rivendell. So Frodo is at home with the ring. I imagine it's dangerous. It is dangerous, but him. Frodo doesn't know that oh. when he's given the ring. And so Gollum is being tortured in Mordor and oh. says two words, Shire Baggins. And so ah. the Nazgul ride out uh, oh. from uh, the evil castle. I don't remember what it's called. Um, and Angmar? No. Start with an uh, L, I think. What? Doesn't it start with an L? Lore something. I don't know. Lothlorien? What's that? That's the that's the beautiful magical forest. Oh, so that's not the no. evil castle. Um, okay, never mind. So, regardless, yeah. they leave the Shire, the four of them, they bring the ring to... Um, Bilbo Baggins' house. No, they, they come from oh. Bilbo Baggins' house, oh. which is... They're, they they live in a in a in a house that is in a hill. It's called Bag End. They leave Bilbo's house. They go to Rivendell, where the High Elves live, where the council is going to be. Oh, Rivendell is yes. where the elves live. Yes, and um, where where did you say where the uh, the hobbits the live hobbits in Hobbiton? Hobbiton and, and Rivendell. And, yeah. Okay. Uh, and so Frodo, having the ring, goes to this council, 
watches as it immediately begins to corrupt the hearts of the people around it, causing them to fight over who's going to take it and what's going to be done with oh. it. And oh, it reminds me of that movie. stands up and says, I will take the ring to Mordor. Who says this? Frodo. Oh. And a hero's Yes, a so hero's it's a hero's mission. journey for yeah. Frodo. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know. Uh, so Frodo is the hero in this. Well, yeah, pretty much. Okay. Well, Sam's really the hero. Sam, Sam is gets also a hobbit. Sam is also a hobbit. He's Sam, like the Mary, friend. Pippin, and Frodo are hobbits. Mary? Mary. Mary. Is she? He. They're are they guys. all guys? Everyone in the fellowship's a dude. Everybody Tolkien's a dude. dude. Except the two. It was like 1964. You know. No one was going to make him do a Bechtel test on, but his, there was, on his high fantasy tome. <laughs> there was the two badass women. Yes, but they so. never interact. <laughs> With each other? No, or any other women. Because that's there are like, other women. that's fantastic. There's like, there's Rosie, who is the, the, the girl hobbit that, that, uh, you know, Sam has feelings for at the beginning and then eventually marries oh. at the end. And then there's Tom Bombadil's wife in the book. Tom Bombadil, Tom I Bombadil remember Bombadil him. Tom Bombadil does not appear in the movies. I, they cut I, I never saw the movies. movies. I just read the I've book. I've seen the movies many times and I've read the books maybe three times. Tom, tell me about Tom Bombadil. Uh, Tom Bombadil is a forest spirit of sorts who lives in the woods outside the Shire. Okay. Uh, these are the, these are the, so in the movies, uh, Fangorn is the forest in which Merry and Pippin are attacked by the tree. Uh, in the books, that happens in the forests outside the Shire. Um, and Tom Bombadil oh. is who saves them and he brings them to his home and they are kept safe there from the Nazgul overnight. And then he gives them safe passage to Bree where they're supposed to meet Gandalf, but Gandalf's not there. Okay. And that's where they meet Aragorn. So now I am <coughs> having a strong memory of this character that I just loved called the Ents. Yes, the Ents. They are they are trees? the trees of the Mirkwood. Yeah. Uh or no. Maybe. No. Fangorn. Fangorn Forest. The, the that's trees the tree. That's the that's the that Fangorn Forest is the forest with the Ents. Okay. The, the most important one is Treebeard. Uh, Treebeard. Treebeard. Treebeard is the one that Merry and Pippin meet on the outskirts of the forest, and he brings them to the Entmoot, which is where all the Ents come together to meet and decide if they will help in the fight for the freedom of Middle-earth. Oh, um, man. Yes. Uh, and isn't that just exactly what the life of a tree would be? You know? Slower. Very slow. Very well, they, slow. They, you know, they're like older than the elves, you know? Yeah. They're the oldest things around, really. The trees. The trees in the mountains. Wow. Okay, this is so great. And then, so Sam and his lady hobbit are saved by Tom Bombadil. No, no, no. Sam and his lady hobbit. Sam's lady hobbit never leaves the Shire. Oh. Sam has feelings for the lady hobbit in like the first chapter of the book. Okay. And then at the in like the last chapter of the book of the last book they get married and those oh. are the two times Rosie <laughs> okay. Rosie Cop. We have to develop her character. Yeah, they they <laughs> that's what I'm saying when I say I that, that that you know Eowyn and Arwen are the the two that yeah. that like have characters. <laughs> I think we should uh, write some fan fiction. Oh, there's about, definitely about a ton the women. Of fan fiction about the women. There's definitely a ton of fan fiction about the women. Most of the fan fiction about Lord of the Rings is not like shippy fan fiction the way that it is for everything else. You know, it's not about like making pairings and having people that you want to get together get together okay. the way that it is. But like, I don't know, 
Star Trek, um, okay. <laughs> for instance, uh, more Lord of the Rings fan fiction is more lore based and like and like it's it's chronological, more it's mythological, story and mythological, yes, yeah. very much so. And so it it it's a lot more of it is the more introspective stuff. About, like, yeah. What would it be like if Rosie were a more fleshed out character? Let's and if, you know, I want to do. So this is just I'm just saying this to the wind, but perhaps Lee, one day we can work on. I want to write some fan fiction uh, about like the women. I want the women to have like a women's circle. You're, you'll need to read the books again. Oh, okay, yes. <laughs> I need to see the movies. You'll see right. the movies and then you can write fan fiction. Yeah, you can't write fan fiction unless you really know the story inside out. Well, people do it without knowing the story. How dare they? Well, it, there's. I mean, just there's so much fan fiction. Yeah. On the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It, it, I mean, so much. All right. Please go on. Uh, oh God. So Tom about? Bombadil. So Tom Bombadil is cut from the movie. I, you know, for me, it's oh. like I consider the Lord of the Rings, the books, and the Lord of the Rings, the movie, to be like essentially one enormous piece of great art. Okay. Um, and people are very pissed that many people are very pissed yeah. that Tom Bombadil is not in the movies. Didn't he have like? People, didn't he have a beautiful wife with like long blonde hair or something? Eowyn has long blonde hair. Yeah. Was she with Tom Bombadil? No. Eowyn lives in Rohan. Okay. Um, uh, <laughs> Let's get uh, to the romance. No, I'm just Tom kidding. Bombadil. Like, so there's a lot of people that are very pissed that Tom Bombadil. Yeah, is not I in can the movies. see and why I, they would be. What I have to say to those people is, calm down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're all. Each movie is already so fucking long. Like if yeah, you, yeah, yeah. I, wa- I have watched the full extended edition like a number of times that I'm unhappy to admit. And okay. like, you know, the first movie is two and a half hours long. The second movie is three and a half hours long. The third movie is four and a half hours. Okay. Long. What? You know? It's like I never saw the movie. It's it's a for real. It's an all. It's a ten hour watch time. Okay. You know, it's so goddamn long. More than I know. I I want to learn about the screenwriter. Oh, so yeah. Peter Jackson wrote the screenplay. Okay, um, wow. and, and Peter Jackson oh. directed it. Oh, really? Um, but isn't he an author? Peter, Peter Jackson? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Okay. He he uh, he's best known for Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh-huh. For for creating the Lord of the Rings movies and the Hobbit movies, but those aren't as good. Okay. Um, by any stretch of the imagination, <laughs> Lord of the Rings as a as a film is like. Out of this world. I mean, it's like... I, I want to borrow it from you. It's incredible. I have the full extended cut um, okay. on DVD. Um, we'll have to have a Lord of the Rings, you know... Yeah, my favorite thing to do is have Lord of the Rings marathons. Oh, do you do this oh, often? Yeah. We, <laughs> and I, like, once a year, we'll like, all sit down. You guys Or at least great. a couple of us yeah. will sit down and like just watch Lord yeah. of the Rings yeah, for yeah, a day. Yeah, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you, just, you, come, you wake up at like nine, you watch Lord of the Rings until nighttime. Okay. That sounds like a... Great. Oh, it's fantastic. Um, Okay. So uh, I don't know. I'm not keeping track of how long we've been talking. Well, what time is it? Well, it is 5.42. And we started. So it's been about an hour. It's been about an hour. hour. All right. Well, then I want to bring it to an end. But can we have this conversation again? Yeah, absolutely. Because I feel like we just have the seeds of yeah. then how are these characters, the archetypes of human experience. Yeah, absolutely. We have seeds of that, but I want to talk about it a little more explicitly. Yeah. Lee, thank you so much. Absolutely. I am so awesome. happy to talk about Lord of the Rings. Yes, I see time. that. I see that. I We've barely scratched the surface. We've barely scratched the surface. Yeah. We've been talking an hour. There's a well. Thank you, listeners. I hope you have enjoyed this. My purpose in in this uh, podcast, The Dream Stream, is to 
be, I want it to be interesting to the listener. So therefore I think that, you know, we got to just start chatting with many others. And that was certainly interesting. So, and of, of course, also the, the great purpose, the greatest purpose is to create more of a dreaming society. And this is something my dream teacher, Robert Moss, often talks about, which is, uh, you know, let's, let's create the dreaming society where we all recognize the power of our dreaming, the oracle of our dreaming, the, the meaningfulness and, and that we can use our dreams to, to guide us through our lives. So anyway, thank you, Lee Sorge and listeners, until we meet again. Follow me on Patreon. <laughs> on what? Say it. Say Follow it. me on Patreon. Patreon. Patreon.com slash Beast Poetry. Lee Sorge. Lee Sorge. All right. <laughs> Follow him.